Okay, let me pull up something. Alright, hey guys. This is the Arch Sports Cardinals offseason special that we promised you we would record. And as promised, we're doing it a week late. So here we are. So, oh, this is a little bit quicker than I thought we'd get to it. Yeah. So we earlier today said that we would do it, and I did not anticipate us actually getting it done, but here we are. So I'm your host, Spencer, and here with our co-host, Jerry, as always. Um, so we're just going to dive right in. So I, where do you want to start? Um, I guess what makes most sense in the offseason, the big story that's been out there is that the Cardinals are aggressively pursuing Giancarlo Stanton, the Marlins outfielder, uh, the, the Sultan of... So I guess it makes the most sense to start with the big story in the offseason that the Cardinals are aggressively pursuing Giancarlo Stanton, the Marlins outfielder who hit uh, a lot of home runs this last year. 59 to be exact. 59 home runs. Uh, his contract is worth about five times that number, I think. Uh, not quite. It used to be worth about ten times that number. Yeah, it's a, it's a big contract, um, but you have a big bat that goes along with it. Obviously, it would be a trade. He does have a no-trade clause, so he had to a, a, accept a trade to St. Louis, and there's been talk in the past he doesn't want to go to the Midwest. Um, and <clears throat> the other part of being a trade is that you have to give up probably some of your young prospects, uh, probably one of your one or two more of your current outfielders right now. Um, you're probably not looking to give up Fowler or Pham, so Piscotti, Gritchuk, uh, are probably the names that you're circling to, to, to trade away. But then some of your top prospects as well, and... The quality of the prospects going to depend on how much of the contract Miami's willing to eat, uh, but they've shown a willingness to talk trade, and the Cardinals seem to be going after them. What do you think? Um, I mean, so there's definitely been rumors flying around, <coughs> and I've heard mostly the names that I've heard connected to Giancarlo Stanton are the Red Sox, the Cardinals, um, the Phillies are thrown in there. I just saw the Dodgers today. Um, and I believe one other team that's in on him. Oh, the Giants. The Giants are in on him as well. So that's about five teams in on Giancarlo. Um, right now, if you look at the farm systems, uh, the three strongest farm systems out of those five are the Cardinals, the Phillies, and the Dodgers. All three have very strong farm systems um, with pieces to move. Uh, I would say the Red Sox also, they might not have as strong of a farm system right now, but they have a ton of young talent, especially outfielders. I mean, they have... The runner-up in the AL Rookie of the Year, Andrew Benintendi. Um, they have Devers at third. Uh, Bogarts is young. Betts is young. They have a lot of young talent up in the majors right now, even if it's not farm-level talent. But, yeah, I think that definitely Cardinals, uh, Dodgers, and Phillies have the best farm system. I don't know if they do, if the Marlins want to trade within their division. Uh, so that might rule the Phillies out. Uh and, and the Giants, I think, just don't have the farm. They're one of the worst farm systems in, in the majors. So I don't know if they have the the farm to, to entice Miami to trade Stanton unless they take that whole contract, and that's really what Miami's after. So I saw a package, and I'm going to try and remember the whole thing off the top of my head, but it was Alex Reyes, Randall Gritchick, Aledmus Diaz, and I believe... Sandy Alcantara, uh, in exchange for Giancarlo Stanton and Brad Ziegler. So, my first reaction when I when I saw that package was, 
holy crap, why are we moving Alex Reyes? He's the top prospect in your system. He's got unreal potential. His arm is outstanding. I know he's coming off Tommy John, but, um, you know, he's a top 10 prospect in all of baseball, and the Cardinals tend to not favor those big, long-term contracts that go until players um, are well past their primes. The prime example being Aaron Pujols, uh, opting to pass on paying him the money that the Angels paid him, and now we see that that was That says the move. Cardinals did offer Pujols a contract of a similar length. So they have, while they might not sign Pujols to that money, they have a willingness to at least uh, to, to at least offer contracts of that length. Um, with regards to that trade package, again, I agree with you. Alex Reyes is a top ten prospect in baseball, uh, top prospect in the Cardinal system. He's an ace level arm. He has the potential to, to win Cy Youngs in the future, and that's hard to trade away. That said, Stanton has the potential to win MVPs in the future, and so you're you're replacing that elite talent with another at least uh, another elite talent at least. So there is a little bit to that. Um, there's still a lot to give up. Just beyond Reyes, Alcantara has enough electric arm as well. I don't know if he profiles as a starter or as a reliever, but he, if, if he's a reliever, he has the stuff to be, I think, an elite closer. Uh, Diaz, we know what, what he is that... We don't really know what he is right now because he had, last year, 2016, fantastic season, one of the best players on the Cardinals. 2017, he was one of the best players on the Redbirds. Um, and you have DeJong, who, who came up and placed second in the NL MVP voting. Uh, so you have someone that's in the same position as Diaz potentially blocking them. Same thing kind of goes with Grichuk, where he's had some good years, had some not-so-good years, and the outfield is full, and getting Stanton would just be another person in front of Grichuk. I think the one thing that I'd like to see, if that is the trade that we choose to make, is what happens with all the young outfielders in the farm system. So let's pretend that trade gets executed. So Reyes is out of the picture, Grichik's out of the picture, Diaz is out of the picture, Alcantara's out of the picture. Um, Alcantara. Alcantara. I'm pretty sure. We'll just say Sandy for now. Um, <laughs> um, so so you, you have an outfield of Giancarlo Stanton, Dexter Fowler, and Tommy Pham. You have Steven Piscotti backing them up as your fourth outfielder. You have Jose Martinez as your fifth, but then what happens with Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill, who are both, Bader more so, but both basically big league ready. Um, I guess the potential being that you move one of them. You potentially move one of them. You potentially just let them sit in AAA and develop even further. Bader doesn't really have much more, or O'Neill doesn't really have much more to learn, it feels like at times. Uh, Bader wasn't great down the stretch, so maybe you give him a little bit of time in Memphis anyways. Uh, maybe look at moving Piscotti, uh, Martinez. <laughs> Martinez, you can make a case to me if you move Carpenter, like which you've advocated for in the past. You can move Martinez to first base where he looks good at the end of the year, uh, and clear that log, the logjam that way. There are a lot of outfielders. Even beyond those two, you have Max Sierra and you have um, Oscar Mercado who are who are looking pretty good, as well as a couple other names, Jose Adolis Garcia. Um, there's other names in the farm system. The, I mean, the Cardinals right now are rich in outfielders and right-handed pitchers. And that's, that's the, the foundation of the farm system right now. 
and we have a lot of very good ones. I mean, looking at Arms, you have Flaherty, you have Hicks, you have Reyes, you have Weaver, who's young, although he's been up in the, with the Cardinals. Um, Gomber, you have, uh, I mean, there's just so many names. And with outfielders, you have the same type of thing with Sierra, Mercado, uh, Bader, O'Neill, and you have Piscotti and Gritchick who are both young. Um, so you have a lot of you have a lot of names uh, in those positions, and so that's where you're trying to trade from, which is why it makes sense to include an Alcantara, Reyes, Grichuk in a trade because that's that's your position of strength. That's what you're looking to trade from. So and the other there's a couple more big names that we've been connected to, but I'm going to hit on the other big one that has I think I prefer <laughs> over Stanton, and that is Josh Donaldson. So he's a little older. The contract is only has a year left on it. Um, but he was, was still under team control, right? Or is it eat up all his arbitration years? He's at, he he ate up all his arbitration okay. years. So he's one year until free agency, um, and he plays a position that the Cardinals could improve immediately. Uh, I like Jed Jerko a lot. He statistically um, had a pretty bad end of his year last year. First half very good a top third baseman, second half played great defense, but uh, the bat didn't show up, and you can see that in his uh, splits before and after the All-Star game. Um, so converting him into a more super utility type role um, that the Cardinals kind of use Greg Garcia in right now, where he's um, your first backup you call on, uh, I think would be a pretty smart move on their part. You still have all those outfielders to move. You still have a lot of young arms to move. As Jerry said, um, and you can upgrade a third base position and get a lot of power and production um, in the short term with the hope that you can go back and sign Donaldson long term. If not, it happens. You're shit out of luck. Um, that's and then kind you of what... Machado in the offseason. Exactly. So, yeah. But we kind of saw that happen with Hayward where you made a move for him. It didn't work out. That ended up being better for the Cardinals because all Hayward does now is play defense. Yeah, I mean, that worked out well. I, you don't know if you would have done that if you saw the Cardinals, what would have happened there. Uh, I do like the idea of moving Jericho into a super utility role, especially if you can get him to play, even just left field. Um, so you can kind of have him almost like a Ben Zobra-side person up in Chicago, uh, where he plays second, short, third. I'm sure he can play first, get him in left field, kind of plays forever, gives whoever needs a day off a day off, uh, play some splits. I don't know if Athena actually knows what splits are against pitchers, but stuff like that. Uh, and the outfield... As much as Stanton would well, be... To be fair, Matheny knows how hitter splits work. He doesn't really know how pitcher splits work, how some are better against left-handers and right-handers, and vice versa. But continue. It's almost like you don't like the way Matheny manages his bullpen. I who, don't know why. Who, uh, anyways... Who would think that? <laughs> anyways, the outfield actually has wasn't bad. So, one thing I saw is that when the Cardinals had Martinez, Pham, and Fowler all in the lineup. They were actually a very good team. I don't remember what their winning percentage exactly was, but it was elite. And obviously the issue was that uh, that rarely happened due to injuries to all three of them, really. Uh, and Pham didn't spend his first month in the big leagues, which is a whole other issue, but the past is the past. Um, <clears throat> but th- that outfield of Fowler, Pham, Martinez is potentially one that can win you a lot of games. The issue is that you're not really sure about how strong it is defensively. Martinez isn't exactly great in the outfield and right or, or left. Um, Fowler isn't the greatest defensive center fielder. Uh, Pham is obviously a good defender, um, but he's he's 
I mean, he's not good enough to make that whole outfield elite. But that's why, at, for me personally, I would rather see an outfield of um, Fam, Fowler, Bader, wherever you want to plug those guys in. So I know Fowler has said that he doesn't want to play a corner outfield spot. Um, but if the best thing that you can do to help the team is play a corner outfield spot, then as a teammate, that's something that you should be willing to do, and that's easier said than done. But I guess the, the way to work around that is put Fam and Bader at the corner outfield spots. Both are or can be elite defenders, and you make up for what Fowler is lacking a little bit in center with those Yeah, two and that's kind of what Pittsburgh's done with Andrew McCutcheon, who's declined defensively. Uh, they have Polanco and Marte in the corner outfield spots, and they kind of... The out corner outfield is the ones who have cover more of the outfield. So McCutcheon still has the kind of the glamour role, but, but he isn't playing it defensively. I do like that. I think it's hard for me to take Martinez out of the lineup, assuming he, he replicates what he did last year. He was one of the Cardinals' best hitters when he was playing last year. Uh, and, and that carried from from two years ago in AAA. He led the triple, he led the minors, either the minors, at least AAA, in batting average, I believe. Um, so he's, he's shown the ability to be a good hitter. He's improved his power. Uh, and like I said, when, when the three of them were in a game, Fowler, Martinez, Pham, they, they, the Cardinals were more likely than not to win it by a, by a long shot. So, uh, can, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> off the cuff here, I'm going to propose to you an alternative use for Martinez. So we've mentioned him at first base, and we've mentioned him in the outfield, and he's clearly got a great bat that was really working last year. And people have made this argument with Pham, but maybe it's the time to sell high on Martinez as part of a package to get somebody else, because um, he's kind of blocked all over the place. He's not going to take a job from Carpenter, really. Maybe he should sometimes, but if you look at the picture realistically, he's not going to. He's probably not going to take one of those outfield spots, especially with all the young, dynamic talents we have coming up um, with who have much higher upside than he does. Um, so maybe what would you think about him as a trade piece rather than a fourth or fifth outfielder? Yeah, I like that. I think he'd be a better trade piece for a Donaldson trade than a Stanton trade just because I think he fits an AL team more than an NL team. Uh, like you said, he does have a great bat. He can play first and right field. He doesn't play either of them fantastically. Uh, I think he, but with somewhere in the DH, with a DH might be somewhere he could fit in well. Um, the issue with using Martinez as a trade chip is that Unlike Fam, who had a lot of talent and had had trouble putting it together, in part due to his eye uh, issue, Martinez was never considered that elite of a talent. He's old. He has a bad leg, a bad knee, I think, where he doesn't really run well. Uh, he's not great defensively. A lot of these things don't apply to Fam. Fam is a good. He's good. Uh, he has good speed. Stole twenty bases. Twenty uh, twenty. He's a twenty twenty guy. Yeah, he has good power. He is a good defender. And Martinez doesn't really, doesn't really fit that. So while you might be selling high on fam, there's a lot more project, projectability for him for other teams, whereas Martinez kind of is what he is maybe, uh, but probably isn't that good. So going back to the Donaldson trade, I agree with you that I think Martinez would make more sense as a maybe not a main part of the trade, but maybe a little booster if you want to get a reliever back as well, depending on what the Blue Jays are trying to do. If they're trying to blow it up or if they're trying to compete this year, maybe he's a guy that can play DH for them. 
maybe that's his best spot in a big league lineup is somewhere where he'll be protected defensively, but he can let his best asset shine through, which is his bat. Yeah. And I don't know what reliever I would target from the Blue Jays. I haven't looked into their team that much in terms of relievers. I know someone's mentioned Asuna. I can't I don't see the Blue Jays trading Asuna. He's young. He's under team control for a long time. He was talked about. He was someone like like Trevor Rosenthal, I guess, who was talked about as a starter way back when and kind of got shuffled into the closers role and then just looked very good at it. So I can't see them trading him. I know they have other relievers. I can't think of them off the top of my head. So maybe that is something. Maybe not. Um, but I, I don't know what really I'd be asking for the, for the Blue Jays. But Martinez is definitely someone I'd be willing to include, uh, willing to include in a trade, just as a little bit of a sweetener if needed. Um, speaking of relievers, though, that's the other part of the Cardinals' uh, lineup rotation uh, team that that I think needs the most improvement. Besides adding this marquee bat, I think that the back into the bullpen is something that needs improvement. O is gone. Um, he wasn't great last year. He was great two years ago. Rosenthal is gone. He wasn't going to pitch this year, most likely, anyways. And so they released him. Um, so and, and, I mean, Nicasio even is gone. He was only around for a few games, but he looked very good in those games. Uh, so I think that trying to get a good arm in the bullpen is def- at least one. I would say two is really what you're looking for is something that the Cardinals should be after. So... The relievers, the top relievers on the market that have been named are Greg Holland, Wade Davis, um, and then specifically for the Cardinals, Juan Nicasio, uh, after doing some closing last year. Um, a few more guys that are out there. Um, Brian Shaw, I believe, is one of, one of the names that has been mentioned. Uh, Addison Reed has been mentioned as a name uh, worth looking at as a closer spot. Um but if you're going to bring, at least for, for me, if you're going to bring in a Holland or a Davis, that's fine, that's great. Uh, the Cardinals don't often have a propensity at throwing money at elite closers in the offseason. Basically not since Jason Isgen has them. Right, so they've usually gone in-house for a closer uh, or an, uh, an eighth-inning guy that they want to convert. But for the Cardinals' bullpen this year, I think the depth is kind of... We saw issues with the depths show up last year. You had some younger guys step up, um, but you don't really have a guy that can is your clear-cut ninth and your clear-cut eighth, uh, or even an eighth-inning guy that might be able to step into the ninth. Um, so Sandy, as we mentioned, could be that guy. Um, if he's still around next year, he could compete for the closing job. His arm is electric. Um, he profiles kind of similar to Rosenthal in that he's just a mad flamethrower. Um, but giving him competition with a guy like Juan Nicasio um, and adding in an Addison Reed and having those three guys be your 7-8-9, um, quote-unquote 7-8-9, I'm not really a big fan of pigeonholing people to an inning, but that's a whole different story, not for this podcast. Um, having those be your primary back-end bullpen arms, um, I think would be a really great look for the bullpen. Um, if you can get a guy like Ziegler, maybe he fits into one of those spots. Um, maybe Osuna, but I doubt. Like you said, I doubt they'd give him up. Um, another name that's kind of out there, that was out there at the trade deadline, but I don't know if he's going to be out there during this offseason, is Zach Britton. So the Orioles mentioned possibly moving him. This is kind of their last year to 
try and compete for um, a division title and potentially a World Series. Uh, their marquee best player is about to leave. Britain is about to be a free agent. Um, they don't really have quality starting pitching, um, and that's kind of been the one thing that's holding them up. Uh, so basically, they need to decide whether they're just going to blow it up this year or really, really go for it. So if if they do decide to, decide to make Britain available, I would really love to see the Cardinals um, kick the tires more than just a little bit on him. Yeah, there's a lot of good names out there in the market, players and relievers who have, who have closed. Uh, someone just like even someone like Glenn Perkins or Brandon Kensler um, are names that have closed uh, in, in the past in their history and did fairly well at it. Uh, Tony Watson's out there, someone who do, wasn't great as a closer, but was great as a middle reliever at one point. There's a lot of names out there. It's going to be interesting to see who the Cardinals bring in. I'm not necessarily a big fan of going after the Wade Davises or the Greg Hollins, in part because they're qualified uh, and. I don't see the, 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 the desire to go after a, a qualified guy uh, and lose a pick just because the Cardinals, especially after last year, the Cardinals lost their picks for the, the, the hacking Gr- scandal. Granted, the Cardinals will be getting somebody else's pick this year for the Lance Lynn qualifying <coughs> offer, but I definitely agree with Jerry. Because we were basically missing a pick for the first three rounds last year, I think that holding on to your top picks... This year will be super important uh, because you don't you want to make sure that you fill in that gap in the farm system as quickly as possible with the top end talent. Yeah, uh, I, I will say I will say for for where they draft, I think the Cardinals drafted fairly well, and the Cardinals do have a deep deep farm system right now. And they but did, you still want to replenish. And they did a great job in making sure they utilized all of their international spending money uh, to make sure that they weren't lacking for for new talent coming into the system. It's really important to always have new guys coming in, pushing for spots, pushing the guys that are there, um, and creating a sustainable future for the club as the Cardinals have consistently done a good job of. Uh, so the last the last area I want to improve the Cardinals is their starting rotation. Right now, going into next year, you have Carlos Martinez, you have Luke Weaver. Maybe. Uh, right now. <laughs> Carlos okay. Martinez, Luke Weaver, Adam Wainwright. Uh, you have Jack Flaherty, possibly. I'm missing someone. I can't think of it. Michael Waka. Michael Waka. There it is. I knew it was someone. Uh, and then you have for the fourth, for the fifth spot, you have Jack Flaherty, Alex Reyes, um, maybe Jordan Hicks. I don't. I think I don't think he'll be polished enough yet. So I'm going to walk this back to the big picture a little bit. So there's been a lot of talk nationally, locally, that this offseason is a big offseason for the Cardinals, and that they're close to competing, but they need. This piece, this piece, and this piece. The pieces that we mentioned are all pretty fucking big pieces. You need a real, you need a big bat, a front line starter, and a back end of the bullpen closer. So basically, I, you're missing three of the most important pieces of a lineup to make. Yes, you know, I am actually less sold on the need to have a big bat than a lot of people in St. Louis are. Uh, I think you can do it by depth as opposed to doing it by the star bat. I understand the impetus. I understand the desire. Uh, in terms of starters, I would love to get a front end starter. I'm also fine getting a veteran stopgap guy for a year or two to, to let some of the young, the young guys develop. And, and with the bullpen, again, I'm not really interested in getting one of these elite closer names, but getting a Juan Nicasio, getting a, getting a Tony Watson, getting, getting some people like that, so a, a Brandon Kinsler, and, and letting them kind of fight it out and see who the best closer is 
so I think I think that yes, there's you, you're talking about these three elite positions, but I'm okay kind of going middle of the road with those guys and going from there. So well, I to be fair, I said let's sign you, Darvish. So at least for the, I agree with you for the closer position, and we'll get into what we what the end of this will look like soon. I don't think we need a Wade Davis, Greg Holland type. I just think we need a few more guys that can handle the late innings and the best bats on opposing lineups. Um, namely, if you look at the Cubs, who are our primary competition right now, um, you know you have to have a guy that can handle Bryant Rizzo, um, Russell Schwarber, etc. Um, so, looking at the starting pitching market, Arietta's out there, and we've been connected to him. Darvish is out there. We've been connected to him a little bit. Um, I don't know that I love that move, especially with all the young pitching we have. Even if we move some, there's still plenty more um, that is close to or big league ready. Um, So a guy like um, Tyler Skaggs, who pitched for the Angels, was mentioned, um, kind of had some injury issues. Um, They talked about him potentially getting a two-year prove-it deal to have his value and going back to free agency still with a lot of years left on his arm. Um, so a deal like that, uh, maybe an Alex Cobb, somebody who's not... Is it Tyler Skaggs or is it Tyler Chatwood? No, Sydney. I thought it was Tyler Chatwood. It might have been Tyler Chatwood. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was... I mean, same type of thing, injury issues with the Rockies as opposed to the Angels. But another guy who... who his, he actually has... If you look at his splits... Uh, his road splits are fantastic when he's out of course. And so and so that's a guy who, who his market value might be decreased a little bit because of his injuries and his bad overall numbers, but it might be one of those diamonds in the rough type of guy. Another name, uh, uh, it's Cobb, Andrew Kashner I heard talk about. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, looking at actually, I would actually wouldn't mind looking at uh, Doug Fister, although I don't know if he's, great anymore, but he's someone who's been good in the past and might come back. Hector Santiago, uh, there's a lot of names that have some potential there um, that aren't those, the, the, the Jake Arrietas or the, the Hugh Darvishes of the world. And there's one scenario which I don't think is realistic, but I think it's at least worth mentioning. If, that, if these big moves don't come to fruition and the price isn't right and Mo and Gersh don't pull the trigger on them, there is a possibility that we make no big trades this offseason, in which case we're in full youth movement mode. So I think I think we'll sign a couple bullpen arms no matter what. But there's a I think there's a good chance that we don't sign a top end bat or trade for a top end bat and we don't trade or trade or sign a top end starter either. I, and I'm okay with that, honestly. Because you have to imagine that at some point Wainwright is gonna be need to be replaced during the season. It's not for certain, but it's for probable. Um, so I, I also want to take a moment to mention that we are filming this in front of a live studio audience. So I want to thank our live studio audience for coming out and cheering us on. This is the first time they've ever listened to us, probably. Probably. Hey, we'll take it. Yeah. Don't confuse us with fans. <laughs> we are, walking out. We're filming in front of our critics. <laughs> Um, no, Jerry. So, last thing before we before we sign off on this, Jerry, I want you to give your prediction for the Cardinals offseason, what they get done, what they don't, 
Who's on the team next year? <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, I think they're going to sign Acasio. Uh, I think they'll sign one other bullpen arm. I don't really know who it is. There's, there's just so many names out Say there. Say it. I, Say a name. Glenn Perkins. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually interested in it or not, but Glenn Perkins is someone that he's had closer experience in the past, but I think he'd also be good in, in middle inning roles, and he's someone I'd like to bring in. Um, in terms of st- a starter, I think they sign... I, I would actually really like them to sign Tyler Chatwood. I don't know if they will. Um, that's the name I'd really like them to get. And then, in terms of bat, I don't see the Stanton trade happening, uh, especially with the Dodgers getting into it, because the Dodgers have the money to eat a lot more of that contract and the prospects to, to make it worth their while as well. Um, and you have to imagine the Dodgers are super hungry right now after coming so close, and uh, but just coming up a little bit short. And that Stanton bat... That's super... I'm super hungry. And yeah, you guys I know. Popcorn, popcorn, popcorn. goddammit. Jerry uh, will pop our own when this is done. Oh, I need the last bag. Oh, I'm going to the store. The <laughs> devil. Um, but I don't think I don't think the Stanton deal gets done for the Cardinals. Uh, maybe one of the other Marlins outfielders. Although I'm not, uh, I'm not really thinking that happens either. I think Donaldson's more likely, and even that I don't think is super likely. I think that with the the lineup, I think you kind of go with what we have now and. There's enough internal challenges and, and fights for positions that guys should be on their best, uh, should be giving their best, and that should help. All right. I will say there are there are about five prospects I would, I would like to avoid trading. Uh, those are Reyes, uh, Carson Kelly, um, Jordan Hicks, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Andrew Kneiser, and Jack Flaherty. Those are the five guys I really want to keep. I know those are five, maybe the top five prospects the Cardinals have, um, but those are the five guys I really like to keep. Uh, those are two pitchers, two catchers, and who else did I include? Two pitchers, two catchers, and two pitchers. Flaherty, Reyes, Kelly, Kniser, and Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, three pitchers and two catchers. So I guess you can kind of see where my uh, my focus lies. But those are the guys I'd really like to keep. Uh, I'm really starting to get high on Kniser after his falling uh, performance as well as his whole season. Um, so those are the five guys I want to keep. So if Jerry hasn't made it clear, he's really a, a catcher kind of guy. He's he's a big-time catcher. <laughs> I have more pitchers than catchers. Um, you know, but if you look at the percentages of pitchers on a roster to catchers on a roster, you're definitely a catcher kind of guy. Really love to catch. Um, so that's really great. <laughs> Funny joke, Spencer. Um so, as for my prediction for the Cardinals offseason, I believe Josh Donaldson will be a Cardinal. I believe they will move one of the two young outfielders that are big league ready. I believe we will not have Tyler O'Neill by the end of the offseason. I believe Randall Gritchick will not be a Cardinal by the end of the offseason. I agree with that. I don't know what we're going to trade him for, but I think he'll be gone. That he could be moved for a bullpen arm. He could be moved for I don't know what. I don't think he's going to be part of the Donaldson deal, but I think he'll be gone. Uh, I think Sandy Alcantara Alcantara will be gone. Um, I believe the Cardinals will sign a starting pitcher to a five-year deal that I believe is a mistake. Mike Um, Leake. Not Mike Leake. (laughs) He is thankfully long gone. I think they're going to overreach with the starting pitcher. Um... (laughs) As they did with the Mike Leake deal. Um, I know they didn't want to give the money to Lynn, but I think they might end up getting caught in that starting pitcher market and give it to somebody else. Um, 
And then I think that they'll bring in a couple of closing arms, a Juan Nicasio, um, a Brian Shaw, a couple of, of those level guys, and not the Wade Davis, Greg Holland types. Um, so that's that. We'll see who's right. We'll see who's wrong. We'll see. We're probably both going to be wrong. We'll, we'll see what happens. And I, I know the Cardinals have a tendency to push it out of left field, so um, no pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. Um, so we'll see. I'm sure that we'll we'll be we'll be shocked and awed by the end of this offseason. Uh, you know, for, Mookie Betts in, bowling. Oh, one last thing. Mookie Betts bowled a 300 on the P, uh, PBA. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it? The Professional Bowling Association Tour. Um, so good for him. Now he's going to be traded for John Carlos Stanton. Heard here first. So there you go. Mookie Betts, no longer a Red Sox. Um, that's all the time we have. Follow us on Twitter at Arch Sports um, and like us on Facebook, Arch Sports on Facebook. If you if you so desire, please give us a, a five star rating on the iTunes podcast app. Uh, we would love a five star rating and some good feedback. So uh, that would be great. And that's about it. Um, thanks Both for, team. Thanks for the popcorn. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>